Hey, welcome to the official podcast of St. Luke Amy Church located in Garland, Texas. I am Pastor Amos St. John. And I am Pastor Jasmine St. John. We are the lead pastors of St. Luke Garland. And we're so excited that you have decided to listen to this podcast. Listen, we pray that the message you are about to hear will bless you right where you are. If you want to know any more information about our church, you can visit us at org. Now, get ready for the word. Ah, St. Luke, guess what day it is? It's Palm Sunday. We made it to Palm Sunday. We are one week away from the resurrection. I'm ready to preach. Y'all ready? Come on, come on. Let's, let's, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's dive into the word. Turn your books into uh, Luke uh, chapter 19, and we're going to read uh, from uh, verse 37, okay? 37 to 40 in the, in the chapter 19 of Luke, all right? And I'm reading from the New Living Translation, uh, and it says, when he reached the place where the road started down the Mount of Olives, All of his followers began to shout and sing as they walked along, praising God for all the wonderful miracles they had seen. Blessings on on the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. But some of the Pharisees among the crowd said, teacher, rebuke your followers for saying things like that. He replied, if they keep quiet, the stones along the road were burst into chairs. <laughs> oh my God, my God. Let's pray. God, we thank you for being the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, for bringing us uh, life and bringing it more abundantly. We thank you for this time. Please speak through me, less of me and more of you. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation from my heart be acceptable in your sight, Lord. My strength and my redeemer. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, y'all. Um, ha- have y'all um, seen the movie uh, The Passion of the Christ uh, directed by Mel Gibson? Um, uh, I, I want to be honest. <laughs> I literally only seen that movie once. That's I, I, Honestly, that's all I can handle. Um, I, I can remember vividly when I went to see that movie. I, I was with a group of my, my friends uh, in Baltimore, and we went to the theater and we went to see this movie. We were eager. We were excited. Uh, and that experience was uh, dramatic, <laughs> traumatic, and transformational. That movie, the way it was depicted, the a- I mean, the acting, the accuracy, the everything about that Passion of the Christ movie was transformational. I can remember... Boo-hoo crying in that seat uh, watching that movie. It literally shook the foundation of my life. I walked out of that movie theater shook. First of all, I was excited that we serve a risen Savior, but it was just to see what he went through for you and for me. (laughs) You know, last week we talked about uh, the encounter that Zacchaeus had with Jesus while Jesus was on the road to that tree. Yes, he was on that road to that tree. Uh, I'm talking about the tree on Calvary, that cross. But he stopped by a tree where Zacchaeus climbed up to see him and he called him by name. Zacchaeus didn't know that Jesus already knew who he was, but he called Zacchaeus by name. And basically we, we talked about last week that that tree was strategic 
strategically placed for Zacchaeus. It was uh, uh, it was necessary for uh, uh, Zacchaeus and Jesus to meet. And it was symbolic of things to come. Yes. So now this week we're talking about uh, Jesus uh, getting closer to the city. Yes. Uh, And we're talking about the weight that we can imagine Jesus felt. He predicted his death three times throughout this journey. Yes. And and, and, and in Mark's account, uh, it it says in Mark 8, uh, 31 through 33, that was the first account. Second account of Jesus predicting his death was in chapter nine of Mark, uh, verses 30 to 32. Then the third time he predicted his death uh, was Mark 10, uh, 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 verses 32 through 45. And he uh, mentioned about how he will be rejected by his own. Of course, Peter was like, no, he 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 called himself trying to rebuke Jesus and Jesus rebuked him back. (laughs) You know, Peter was always trying to get in trouble with Jesus. I'm telling you, but here we are in Luke 19 where Jesus and his disciples are, you know, are still on the road towards the city of Jerusalem. They get uh, to a spot uh, about two miles, about two miles away from uh, Jerusalem, where it is as they are at uh, Bethpage and Bethany, uh, those villages uh, near the Mount of Olives. And uh, we realize that throughout this journey, Jesus was encountering a lot of opposition. He had haters, man. He had haters. And the naysayers, these religious leaders, uh, kept uh, 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 Get, kept challenging him and challenging his identity. But we know Jesus knew who he was. He knew that he came in there for a purpose. He was so focused on his mission. He constantly was dealing with the opposition. Even when he was healing the sick and bringing sight to the blind and, and blessing those little kids and, and feeding thousands with just five loaves and two fish. He had to deal with haters. They literally tried to make his uh, uh, life miserable. But Jesus knew he had to endure that. Especially for all the, he kept predicting and prophesying about his, his death. He knew that he had to bear that pain. So here we are. Closer to Jerusalem, Jesus makes it to the city, to these little villages outside the city. He knew he had to fulfill the prophecy that was declared in Zechariah 9, verses 9. Let's read that. In the New Living Translation, it says, Rejoice, O people of Zion. Shout in triumph, O people of Jerusalem. Look, your king is coming to you. His righteous and victorious, yet he is humble, riding on a donkey. Riding on a donkey's colt. See, he didn't struggle With this identity, he knew why he was there, He knew why he came on earth to show us the way. So now he sends uh, his two disciples uh, ahead of him, actually opposite direction (laughs) of where they were headed to the little small village. Because he was in need of a donkey. But not just any donkey, a donkey that has never been ridden before. Yes, 
Similar to where we uh, hear the account in in first Samuel in Old Testament times, first Samuel six and seven, where uh, uh, the Philistines wanted to bring the ark back. And so uh, they had to get uh, they requested for two cows, little calves, calves <laughs> that have never been yoked before to carry the ark of the Lord, the presence of the Lord. And now the manifested presence of the Lord, the, Jesus, the son of God, was here on earth and he that he had need of a cult. A young donkey that has never been ridden before because it was set aside for a specific purpose and for this specific time. It was symbolic. Because Jesus has need of you. He needs your undivided attention. He needs you to be exclusively focused on his purpose for your life. You know, typically donkeys are associated to people for the poor and and the horses are, you know, associated to uh, people who are wealthy. <laughs> and so in this case, uh, you know, Jesus could have made his triumphal entry into Jerusalem with a mighty steed and, and, and being all proud and, and, and victorious. But he chose to enter Jerusalem in the most humble display just to show us. That he did not come here to destroy or to conquer anything, but he came as a messenger of peace. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, at that time, it was common for kings to enter to the city, you know, in the most grandest ways. You know, they come in with showing power, strength and, 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 and arrogance and, and authority. You know, it was common to see kings come in and make their grand interests. So th this was this was not nothing new. But Jesus wanted to flip that whole narrative and come in riding on a donkey. Yes, yes. The king of kings. The king of kings decided to enter the city riding on a donkey to fulfill the prophecies from the Old Testament. Not a limo, <laughs> not a Mercedes Benz, not a not a Bentley. <laughs> Basically, Jesus showed up. And like a golf cart. <laughs> Imagine, you know, you know, the presidential escorts and no decide to show up in a golf cart. Just to let you know, like, listen, I'm not here to show all this. I know who I am. But I came to show you that I'm here to bring peace. So I can imagine, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, people wondering, like, OK, <laughs> Uh, Jerusalem was in need of a savior. They were looking for the Messiah that has been prophesied. And so Jesus came to fulfill that prophecy. And so he came to display in humility, riding on a cult. So when they find when those two disciples went to grab their cult and, and mentioned that, and Jesus said, hey, if they ask you know, why are you basically tether, you know, untethering this, this cult, say that I have Jesus has need of this. And so basically they bring the cult to Jesus. Now I hear I've never rode a donkey before. I hear it's not the most comfortable ride. It's, it's not. It's not. It's very difficult. So I can understand why people would, you know, and, and to show respect and to show honor, they put their clothes and garments on the donkey before Jesus sat on the donkey. Because, yes, it was about a mile or two uh, 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 journey from the villages 
to Jerusalem. So it was, they could have walked, you know, but Jesus, again, wanted to show a sign of humility and they rode on a donkey to Jerusalem. And so as he was riding on the donkey, the people began praising, throwing their own clothes and palm branches ahead of the donkey as Jesus enters the city. And it was an expression of praise and honor. Let's see what Mark 11 verses 8 through 10 says. In the King James Version, it says, And many spread their garments in the way, and others cut down branches off trees and straw them in the way. And, and they that went before, uh, uh, and they that followed, cried, saying, Hosanna! Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Blessed be the kingdom of our father David that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Hosanna in the highest. See, people were crying out, claiming that yeah, they have received the king of kings. They received their Messiah. They received the son of David. They received the savior of the world. With all that praise and worshiping going on, here comes the haters. Don't you hate that? With all this celebration going on, here comes the haters. Uh, hey, uh, Jesus, uh, can you tell them to stop? <laughs> Imagine that. All this praise going on, all this celebration going on, people yelling out, Hosanna, which in Hebrew, it's translated to say, please save. They needed a savior. And Jesus knew that he came here to bring life and to bring it more abundantly. I have come that you might have life. And that's what basically Jesus came to do. And so here's these Pharisees who were in the crowd. Imagine these people were in the crowd in the midst of all the celebration. They may have witnesses, witnessed the the miracles and they seen him uh, give sight to the blind. And and they seen him uh, uh, bless the children. They seen him uh, uh, just feed thousands with just two fish and five loaves of bread. They've seen the miracles. They know what Jesus is and what he's capable of. Maybe, maybe they know in full. You know, we have the advantage of, of seeing it hindsight, <laughs> post-crucifixion. These, the crucifixion ain't happened yet, so they don't have our viewpoint. So we have an advantage of seeing, yes, he is powerful, he's all, but they were seeing it beforehand. And so all they can do is assume. Or believe. And so here they are, you know, naysaying. They say, well, you know, with all this noise, you know, we can anger the Roman army. They can retaliate, you know. So can they can they hush? And here again, Jesus basically uh, stating what was already said in Habakkuk verses two. I'm sorry, Habakkuk chapter two, verses 11. It says, for the stone shall cry out of the wall and the beam out of the timber shall answer. it." So basically, Jesus is like, listen, if they. Stop crying. If they stop shouting, the rocks will cry out. How about that? Come on, come on. Come on. Listen, if you don't praise him now, the, the rocks will cry out. Come on, take a moment right there and give God praise for being the risen Savior. Come on, Jesus. Jesus, Hosanna. Hosanna in the highest. Hallelujah. Come on, come on. Become undignified because you know what? He brought you from a mighty long way. Come on. Then he brought you out of the darkness and brought you into the marvelous light. Hosanna. Hallelujah. Come on, come on. Blessed is the man who comes, the king 
king who comes in the name of the Lord. Come on, come on. Acknowledge him. Come on. Profess that he is king of kings. Come on. Profess that he is sovereign. Profess that he is all powerful. Come on. Acknowledge and give him praise because he is do it. Don't care what the name is. Listen, it, come on. The rocks will cry out if you don't praise him. He, he said it. The rock, if you don't praise him, the rocks will cry out. Hosanna in the highest. Come on, say it. Hosanna in the highest. He came from heaven to earth to show us this way. It's important to praise God through all your circumstances. I know many of us have bad news and and many of us have experienced some turbulence in our lives. And and many of us are experienced betrayals, ridicule and, 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 and things being misunderstood. But God still loves you. He came to show you the way. So give him praise. Come on, come on, say hallelujah. Come on, say hosanna. Come on, come on, say, say hosanna in the highest. Let's declare and let's celebrate. Let's celebrate the king of kings. Let's come on, let's celebrate. Let's celebrate. And once you think about all the things that he's done in your life, when I think of his goodness and his mercy and all that he's done for me, my soul should cry out. Hallelujah. Thank God for saving me. Hosanna in the highest. Come on. Say it. Say it. Say it. Hosanna in the highest.
lifted high. Be lifted high above our doubt. Be lifted high above our fears. Be lifted higher above our worries. Be lifted higher above our sicknesses, God. Jesus, you be lifted higher and higher and higher. Come on, just raise your hands. Lift your hands where you are. And just take a moment to just worship and acknowledge the King of Kings. Riding on a donkey, he is humble, so lowly, meek, and mild. Just to show you the way that he comes in peace in your life. With all the, the stuff happening in around the world, with all the foolishness and all the turbulence, he has come to bring you peace in this moment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hosanna. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Mm. This week is special. As we enter this holy week, take a moment to just breathe in the joy and peace of the Lord. Exhale and just give a hallelujah. Exhale and know that you have peace and joy. Acknowledge this week that we serve a risen Savior that went on the cross. He literally was bruised and battered and beaten took every hit took every part of that whip every stripe from that whip was for you was for me and we recognize again those same people screaming and saying Hosanna in the highest were the same people who yelled crucify He knew that he was going to be betrayed. He knew that he was going to be rejected by his own. But he still suffered through it because he knew that on the other side, there is victory. So I want to say to someone today that on the other side of this, there is victory. I know it's rough. I know it is difficult. But on the other side, yes, once we get on the other side, there is victory after this. Yes. He's on, he's on that road to that tree. It was brutal. And, I, and again, it goes back to when I experienced the Passion of the Christ. I, that movie there, if you haven't seen it, make sure you go see the Passion of the Christ. It's a very accurate depiction of what was described in the word of what he went through. And again, it was so transformational. I only could see it one time because it, 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 it shook the foundation to see how abused and how they battered our Jesus. But he took it. He took every bit of that pain for you and for me. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hosanna. Save me. Save. Please save. That's what it says in Hebrew. Please save. Many of us are lost. Many of us are drowning. Many of us need saving. This is your opportunity to lift him higher. Come on. I am, and just I am inviting you to accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. If you have never said a prayer, a sinner's prayer, we're going to have an opportunity to say it today. This week is so appropriate to reflect on all that he has done, 
all that he is doing and all that he is about to do in your life. But he, he has need of you. So if you want to take this moment to accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, come on and repeat this prayer. Say with me, Jesus, I am a sinner. Please forgive me. Thank you for going down that road to that tree. Enduring pain, suffering, rejection for me. I acknowledge that you died on that cross. I acknowledge that you got up with all power on that third day for me. Today, I acknowledge that you are my Lord and Savior. Hosanna in the highest today. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. It's in your name. We declare and pray today. Amen. Come on, come on, come on. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, lift him higher in this moment. You are saved. You have entered into the kingdom of God. If you've been lost and you've been confused, you've been worried, today is a new day. You have turned a new page because God has need of you. If you've said that prayer, mention it in the comments or email us at info at stlukegarland.org. This is a special week, y'all. We're entering Holy Week. We, we have Good Friday where, you know, in, in, in reality, it wasn't as good. It was painful. It was dark. But it's still, we had a resurrection coming and, uh, on Sunday morning. Hallelujah. Next Sunday is going to be an amazing celebration. But it starts now. We will rejoice always. <laughs> Even in the midst of suffering, we celebrate. Anyways, this week, come on, come on. If you want to be a part of our family in St. Luke, this is y'all's opportunity to mention in the comments, I want to be a part of the St. Luke family. Yes, mention in the comments or email us at St. Luke, I'm sorry, info at stlukegarland.org. I'm telling you, I am overjoyed the fact that we are celebrating a risen Savior this week, y'all. Listen, this should be our everyday thing. This should be an everyday celebration. But thankfully, we have this time to set aside to specifically acknowledge our risen Savior. So listen, let's take time, bask in the presence of the Lord. Continue to acknowledge, Hosanna in the highest. Be lifted high, Jesus. Come on, save me from all the foolishness in this world, God. We know that you send your only begotten son, Jesus, to endure all that. He endured that cross, and but got up with all power in his hands. Next week is going to be amazing, y'all. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. Hey, family, we pray that this word has encouraged and inspired you. If you want to know more information about St. Luke Garland, or if you want to sew, please visit our website at stlukegarland.org. We'll see you next week.